Welcome to the Money Mindset Podcast Series. This is your host, West. These podcasts will help you transform your financial mindset by helping you to identify and eliminate all the subconscious blockages and poor conditioned beliefs related to money that are holding you back from making the money you know you're worth. It's made a huge difference to our income levels and we want to share exactly how we did it with you. Be sure to listen to all the podcasts so you don't miss anything important. Let's get straight into it. Today's podcast is a really interesting excerpt from a live seminar that Andrew and Daryl Grant gave on their Money Mind Day. Now, this was an inner circle seminar where only private clients were invited. And what they did was they played a game involving real money, albeit a small amount. However, what I want you to take away from this seminar, and I just want to set the context and set the scene, and that is that this is an audio extract from that live seminar. Now, Andrew and Dale are going to explain a little bit uh, about more about the exercise before the introduction. Then what we're going to do after that is we're going to have a bit of an analysis from the people that were actually playing the game. And after that, uh, Paul Blackburn, one of our Money Mindset mentors, will do a bit of a wrap-up and explain the processes going on uh, through people's heads as they play this game. It's a really, really interesting and fascinating game. and You're obviously going to have to use some of your imagination because this is a podcast and what I've done is taken out the audio from the live seminar. So if you can just bear with that context and also the fact that it's the, the sound sometimes is a little bit uh, you know, distorted and, and loud because of the, the crowd audience and, and murmuring, etc., etc. So look past that. Aim to take away the main objectives and the main learnings from this lesson, and I think you'll uh, get a lot out of it. So sit back and enjoy. What we'll be doing is going into the next room. What I need you to do once you're in there is form a large circle around the edges of the wall, okay? There's probably going to be more of you there than you've got a circle. So you might, be, you might be two or three deep in the circle, okay? But leave a space in the middle, okay? We've got uh, three minutes for everybody to get in there. Oh, sorry, oh, sorry, before we go in there, I'm going to give you some instructions on what we're going to do there, sorry. Okay, it's called the money game. There are three rules. Okay, first of all, you must get the most money. Your life depends on it. If at the end of ten minutes you do not have the most money, you're dead. Do not make anything. We know that this game can get particularly vicious. And we know particularly with this number of people that there are some risks. So please, don't break anything. Finally, do no permanent physical damage to anyone. Off you go, next door. What you're about to see is a game that deals with money and uh, the investment and commitment people are prepared to put into getting the money and getting the goals that they require. We're going to put our uh, team under a bit of pressure when it comes to money. We've set some pretty uh, strict rules and you'll see some interesting behaviours starting to emerge when people get put under pressure when it comes to money. Uh, and sometimes the underlying programs come to the surface in their behaviours. Some people give up, some people, go, some people go really hard and some people do things which maybe they're not too proud of. So sit back and watch this, this is pretty interesting. Yeah, okay, for the purpose of this game, for the purpose of this game, the only money that counts is the money that I have on me. Okay? okay, what I want you to do is 
Um, when I say go, the game has not started yet, okay? So don't bother going to play When I say go, when I say go, okay? Listen to When I say go, say it further. I'll get out of the way. When I say go, Simon says. That's when I'll give you the checklist. First of all, the game. Uh, everybody feel the rules at the start? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we got up on the board. You had your chance. You made it. You missed it. Okay. You have 10 minutes, by the way, folks. I'm going to be timing 10 minutes. It's going to go to 10 minutes. Won't go any more than 10 minutes. And it will finish in 10 minutes. Keep going. Remember your rules at the start? You have to take responsible for yourself. Also, participate 100%. Do it all you've got. Okay. Now, I'm not, gonna, I'm not saying go yet. Okay. So, <laughs> Okay, so we just finished the game then and you would have seen uh, different reactions uh, in the crowd. Uh, what we're going to do now is just debrief it with the crowd, but when we're debriefing it, I want you just to ask yourself, what would have you done in that situation? And be really honest with yourself and see whether or not you would have participated, you would have jumped in there, uh, or would have you just stood back and done nothing? Uh, it's important that you're honest with yourself and to what lengths would have you gone to got the money that you uh, that you would have wanted to get. Please do that. Okay, everybody got a seat? Right to go? Okay, by now you should have a seat and a number of how much money you have. Uh, some of you, it won't be that hard to work out. Others are pretty, did pretty well. Okay, interesting game? Okay. That game is called the investment or the commitment game. Okay, and that's, that's talking about our physical stuff and we just wanted to uh, get you to have a look at that participate in that game. The key thing about this game is that there's a number of uh, lessons that we're going to be learning, but before I start talking or Paul starts talking, anybody tell me about what it is that you learned in that game? Uh, what were some of the key things that you, that you got out of it? Okay, can you stand up and try and walk to the mic if you can, please. Um, just move over to the mics. Who else put up their hand there? Just move over to the mic. Just move over to the mic there so we're right to go. It's on, just talk. All you've got to do is talk into it. Uh, one of the key things that we did, we, we were trying really hard to combine, but it was really hard to know who to trust. Combine it? So trust became an issue? Why were you trying to combine it? 
because we realised very quickly that we weren't going to be the person with the most money by ourselves. Okay, cool. Okay, well that's an interesting lesson. Yeah. I think the game also showed that... Also, I think it showed that money is harder to get than it is to lose. Money is harder to get than it is to lose? Yeah. And interesting, the, interesting learning. And also, not to trust anyone else with your, with your money. Yeah, don't trust anybody else. You can't trust those buggers out there, though. <laughs> Did anybody get stiff-armed at all or somebody tried to roll them? Yeah. <laughs> Rush, Alex and Alexi uh, uh, from Russia, they know and they go, ah, can we uh, apply the uh, mafia techniques from back home here? <laughs> so lucky if you didn't get kneecapped, but uh, what was your... Okay, so I had a nice little pile there. So Speak up, please. I had a nice little pile there, so I ended up joining with some other ladies, and then we had a bigger pile, and then someone came along physically and stuck both hands in our pile and we were wrestling for the money. <laughs> but then... Um, so you had uh, feet, you got feet. Yes, Does yes. Does that happen? But then I was... A, then I was approached by a lady with a blue bag, and so we, yeah, we ended up trusting her and became part of her group, and then we then all contributed to that, um, thinking that, well, we've got the most resources there, we've got a pretty good chance of winning, and then the team that could see that we were winning, then were clever enough to say, look, why don't we all put it together? So, cool. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So, some people will do almost anything for money, yeah? <laughs> and others will... Oh, sorry, who had a conflict with that? Who said, I can see what these other people do, I'm not going to do that. Who had that go up there? I'm not going to do what they're doing. Well, I, I didn't get any money. And uh, because there was a, an elderly lady in front of me and I wasn't prepared to walk over her back to, to do that. So I had limits, but it appeared some people, and particularly some women, I thought, didn't, <laughs> didn't have a lot of limits. And uh, there were, then uh, as the game wore on, there were some schemers and some potential thieves in the crowd. <laughs> and I found that those who had to jump early were in a strong position throughout the game, and those who were sort of, you know, behind a little bit were in a weaker position throughout the game and became resigned to their fate, as I did. I'm dead. Mm. Okay. Who gave up? Honestly, who gave up and just... Okay. I know there are more things I was talking about. It's really just, you know, I can't do this. And at times it's an interesting concept too. So something you gave up and started again, got a bit harder again, gave up again, and sort of went up and down. Okay. I realised I just wasn't prepared to get in there and fight with you all for the money. So I figured what I already had in my hand was something, and I'd hang on to that. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I feel that uh, you need to get to the front to start with. And then take action and get on with it. Take action. And keep hold of it. And keep hold of it. Before you said that it's only going to be what's in your hand, the minute I walked into the room and saw your money bag, my mind went into overdrive and I was looking around the room at, hey, did he plant dollars in the rubbish bin or in the lids from the lunchbox? And I decided that when you said go, I was going to make a beeline for them. Um, so my mind was thinking, like I was learning, think outside of the box. It can't be just a hundred people scrabbling for coins. There's got to be more money to be found somewhere. And that's why I made a beeline for you. Okay. That's interesting. What did you do? You both actually did it, so why don't you get on the mics together? What did you guys do? Well, 
I, I went, as soon as everyone ran for the coin, I went straight to you and I asked um, my first silly question. I said, have you got any notes in your pocket? He said, yes. I said, can I have some, please? And you gave me $10. And then Kim asked for more, and she got more. <laughs> yeah. So, how much did you get? You yeah. gave me $100. How much did you get? $10. $10? What was the difference between what you got and what Kim got? I, I should have asked for everything in your pocket. Asked again. Asked the right question. Yeah, asked the right question. Okay. $100? Anybody beat $100? Uh, okay. And 20 cents, I begged for 100. it. <laughs> okay. It's not the hundreds of many, but okay. Um, Now we're going to move into a section where we hear Paul Blackburn speak about the exercise, what went through the participant's head and the psychology behind the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we do. We slept together. <laughs> slept. Yeah, yeah, we slept. <laughs> no bonking, just sleeping. Um, uh, what I saw was the, um, the sort of thing that you would see in any group. There are a proportion of people who will do any particular action. So if you identified all the different options that were available to you, then there are a proportion of the population who will do that. And you, you pretty much fit the normal curve. Does that make sense? So therefore, what, what happens is you don't really learn unless you watch the game as you're playing it. Does that make sense? So you've got to watch what you're doing while you're doing it. And the big learning for most of us will be if you keep doing what you've been doing, you're going to keep getting what you've been getting. So I've got an interesting theory for you about money. It boils down to this. Money is not money because it's a created idea. Does that make sense? So by that what I mean is, I said money is not money, but it is. What, what I mean is money is not real. It's a concept. Because it's a concept, am I making sense or not? Because it's a concept, it will respond very quickly to the sort of stuff that I was talking about before the break. It's going to be very difficult for you to move that pole with your thoughts. It's going to be a lot easier for you to move money with your thoughts. Because the pole is made of concrete and the money is made of an idea. And ideas are much more open to be changed. So grab a pen, just write this down. What money represents to you is what it took you to get it. So for some people a $20 note represents an hour's work and for other people it represents five minutes work. And for other people it represents just a thought or an idea. Now whatever it represents to you boils down to what did it take you to get it. Does that make sense? And when you look at what you've got to do to get it, that's when we start to compare our actions to each other. So somebody said, well I wasn't prepared to run over this lady or dive on the floor or whatever it was. And all of that's fair enough, but it's just observation. What I've got to do is take it to the next level. And so what I mean by take it to the next level is say, well, 
if you're going to get a different result, then you're going to have to be prepared to do something different. Does that make sense? So for those of you who kind of didn't notice it, you will have been doing what you always do. So if you were standing back, you were standing back. If you were in there, you were in there. If you were doing this or that or the other, that's pretty much what you've always done. That's the thing you've got to break out of. Because the money will just reflect to you what the beliefs are. So if I put it in its most profound terms, you're going to get the worst result by doing the least. So those of you who are standing back were putting the least amount of energy in. But I don't mean into getting the money, I mean putting the least amount of energy into personal change. Does that make sense? Because you stand back and do nothing rather than have a go. Now you might have a go and fail, but you'll be way ahead of not having a go. Does that make sense? Okay. Did you want me to keep going? Or? I just want you to comment on. Um, just wanted to comment on what some of the stuff that the justifications are going on in the head for their, their inaction that most people go through. It's unfortunate, but it's true for most of us. Uh, the major driver behind not having a go. How many of you fat, fit in that category? You just didn't really have a go. Okay. And that's if you just I'll get you to put your hands up again so you can look at the proportion or the number of people in the room in, the, in that category. So if you held back, honestly, didn't give one hundred percent in that exercise. Honestly, in your mind. I'm not really asking you to identify yourselves. I'm asking you to identify that group, and you'd probably say that's one third of the room. Does that make sense? Okay. And a rough guess is about one third. Pretty much if you grab that one third of people, line them all up and say, can you tell us on the microphones what was holding you back, then it'll feed into a couple of categories. And one of the major drivers will be, I don't know what to do. I'm uncertain. How many of you felt uncertain? Okay. What is the predominant action when we feel uncertain? Do nothing. But here's the, here's the kicker for it. So the predominant action when I'm uncertain is to not do anything because that way I won't stuff it up. So far so good? I won't mess it up completely. So what that does is it denies this. We fit into, there are three things to do. The first is the right action, or the wrong action, or no action. They appear to be the things to do. We struggle with the right one or the wrong one. What if I do the wrong one? Does that fit? How many of you struggle with that? You know, what if I make a mistake? What if I blow it? Okay. But of those three decisions, the right decision, the wrong decision, and no decision, you tell me, which one's going to do you the most damage? No decision. No decision. That will profoundly damage you. So you're better off to make the wrong call and get on with it because life gives very quick feedback. But it can't give you feedback if you're not doing anything. So if you make the wrong call and head in the wrong direction, that's cool. Why is it cool? Because you very quickly find out this is the wrong direction. Now I know which is the right direction. So you can work out the right direction by heading in the wrong one. And the simplest example, um, and we'll use, um, we'll use Sydney as an example, how far down the road from Sydney to Melbourne would you have to drive to discover that you are not heading towards Brisbane. 
And we laugh, but it's a serious question. How far down the road to Melbourne would you have to drive to discover that you're not heading towards Brisbane? You're going to have to drive 30 or 40 kilometres because the signs for Brisbane and Melbourne don't appear inside the suburbs. So you've actually got to get in there and go a bit before things become clear. While you're not having a go, things stay cloudy. They must stay cloudy and vague and ill-defined. Does that, does that fit? Okay. So what I'm suggesting is that even the wrong decision, even the wrong thing, even something that costs you money is better than the conservative approach. Thank you for listening to the Money Mindset podcast series. We hope you got awesome value. Find out even more strategies never revealed before on how to identify and remove your financial blocks at www.money-mind-set.com forward slash podcast. We've also got interviews with some of the world's wealthiest minds revealing their formulas for success, plus tons of book summaries of the best business and success classics, proven strategies, and more than $5,000 worth of free bonuses, all for less than $50 a month. That site again, www.money-mind-set.com forward slash podcast. This is Wes signing off, and remember, a wealthy mind equals a wealthy bank account.